Welcome to the Reaching New Heights podcast. I'm Megan Gallagher, author, speaker, and mental health advocate. Each week, I'll be sitting down with a new guest. We'll dive into their life story and we'll get to see how they reached new heights. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Reaching New Heights podcast with me, Megan Gallagher. Today, we have such a fun guest on the show. She is a body positivity activist, dancer, choreographer, model, and an influencer who has been featured on shows like The Ellen Show and The Voice, and she has danced with some of the world's famous, most famous singers like Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, and Megan Trainer. And fun fact, I met her behind the scenes at Good Morning La La Land, which is a TV show in LA about two years ago. Um, we both were on the show. So I am so excited today. Please help me in giving a warm welcome to Miss Amanda LeCount. Woo, yay. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much. I am such a fan of yours and I love how honest you are. And I really just, it makes me proud to just know you and just to follow you on Instagram because I think you are impacting so many young people, young teenagers who need that role model to look up to and to know that, you know what, if you want to be a dancer or whatever your dream is, you can do it. You are perfect the way that you are. You don't have to lose 20 pounds. You don't have to like change and get a haircut and just try to be someone else. Like you yourself are perfectly good enough. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. I love that. So let's jump in. So Amanda, I would love to know, take us all on a journey of your childhood how did you know that you love dancing and did you grow up in a house where dancing was everywhere or did you just have a moment where you thought oh my gosh i love expressing myself i love moving my body um yeah so i started dancing when i was two years old so i've basically been doing it my entire life and how i got into it was first of all i have a very big family i have six older siblings so, <laughs> yeah, I always had people around me, um, but two of my older sisters, well, I only have two older sisters, but um, <laughs> they were in dance at the time when I was growing up, and my mom would have to take me to the studio with her, and I would always just stare through the window or be bouncing up and down to their music, and I think she just kind of saw that and recognized that it was probably a sign that I wanted to be in there with them. Um, and so she enrolled me in my first dance classes, and I just absolutely loved it. I, I mean, obviously, so I was only cool. two years old, so I wasn't like, oh, I love expressing my emotions, but <laughs> there was just something about it that I loved. I loved performing, and I loved being the center of attention, if I'm being honest, still true. Girl, I and, feel it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just the only place I wanted to be at all times of the day. Yeah. Every, every hour of every day, every day of the week. Like, it was just what I was super passionate about. Even when I was three or four years old, I was super passionate about it. And pretty much I kept taking class, obviously, from when I was two. And the love and passion only grew from there. And then when I was, like, around eight or nine, I realized that, oh, this isn't just a hobby I love to do. It's my life and what I want my career to be and I want to do it forever so 
I love that. That's so, and it's just so simple. It started off with you when you were super young and you know, you just were bobbing along to the beat, like, oh my gosh, I love this. And then like, look at how far you've come. That's just so incredible. That <laughs> yeah. I also want to say shout out to my mom because she, growing up with all my siblings, she made sure that she let us try anything we wanted to try. Like I, I played that. hockey, I did soccer, I sang, I ice skated, cheerleading. Like she would, if I told her that I wanted to try something, she'd be so willing to do it because she wanted us to find what we're passionate about. And so if she wouldn't have been so open about mm-hmm. that and letting me try different things and seeing what I love, then obviously I wouldn't be here today. So she was a great mom too. I love that. I also, I love my mom too. I think moms are the best and especially like my mom, she's like a mini Kris Jenner. She's like, Megan, you like, she's so just like, Megan, do this, email them 500 times. If you don't get a response, then show up to their house. (laughs) (laughs) She means business. Um, so when you were just a teenager, like when you got into dancing and you took it, like you went from just taking classes, what was the transition for you just, you know, something for fun and then you wanted to just get more serious, become professional? Like, what was that like? Um, I honestly, I don't really know. I think it was just a, a switch in my mind going from, oh, I, I really love doing this and it's like my hobby and it's my favorite part of the day, whatever. Just having it be like my favorite part of life and then realizing like, oh, if I love it so much, then I should take it more seriously so I can do it as a career so I can do it forever and it can be my job and I can make a living out of it. So I just realized that, you know, you sh- your work should be what you're passionate about. And I've yes. never been a person, just for me, I've never been someone that like wanted to work in an office or like be super strict scheduling. Like mm-hmm. I'm a very like free person. So I want to do different kinds of jobs with different people and travel and different experiences. Um, but I think the only like switch that happened was I, I realized that I can do this for my job. Like that's a possibility. So I just started training and taking it more seriously. And I went to, I started going to an art school when I was in sixth grade. Um, I went to Denver School of the Arts where I'm from, oh my gosh. Um, which is an amazing art school. I was so lucky that it's an amazing place. Um, so that's when I started taking it seriously. It was like sixth grade. That's in oh, sixth grade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so, I mean, first of all, there are people, I mean, some people, most people, I would say 99% of the world, they don't know what they even want to do like in college or at mm-hmm. any age, but you and I mean, sixth grade, you were just something switched where you were like, this is what I want to do like professionally for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. Wow. That's just, oh my gosh, that's incredible. So, um, I would love to know, Amanda, when you were a teenager and in high school, did you ever have any struggles? Because for me personally, I've been very open about my struggle with anxiety and body image issues. And I just felt like, you know, I was a people pleaser. I just felt so many different emotions. And I know for me, exercise and movement just it was like my safe haven I knew I could come home and just feel safe and express myself and put on my headphones I would love to know for you was dance ever just that escape like music it's just kind of you felt like time just went away for like an hour 
Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, whenever I would go into the dance studio, I was never sad when I was in the dance studio. Like, I can't mm-hmm. remember a time where I was, like, upset or, like, mad or angry. Whenever I step into the dance studio, I'm just like, okay, I'm ready. Like, I'm yeah. ready. What are we going to do today? Put on some music, dance. Like, I love I just, that. I forget everything else that's happening. Um, yes. And then, I mean, in high school, I, I wouldn't say I had it the worst. I definitely know a lot of people that went through way worse than I did. And high school is just, it's an amazing thing, but it's also a terrible thing when you're going through it. Um, but I would say I more struggled with, you know, every time I got ready in the morning, I'd be wondering, oh, well, they like my outfit. Like, do I yes. like today? And it's like, of course, I mean, even today, obviously I'm much more confident and like secure, but I still think, oh, well, they like it when it's like, no, it doesn't matter if they like it. Do I like what I'm wearing? Do I like what my makeup is or whatever? Um, so I think that's a, a struggle that most people deal with all through their life. But that was a really big issue in high school. I mean, I, re- I vividly remember this one day when I was going into ninth grade the first day and I was wearing this dress and like, I was so worried if they would like it or not. I was like, am I going to be the cool oh my person? Gosh, yeah. It's like, why do you care? Like these people really do not matter. I know. I, <laughs> that was literally still is me though. Cause I feel like that, that part of me, I still have that. And I can feel when it comes up, if I mm-hmm. feel like I'm not setting boundaries with people or I'm not, or if I'm afraid of just telling people how I feel and I'm kind of feel like a chameleon or I'm just adapting to other people, you know, I'm just, Oh, well, you know, cause in high school I was the girl that was friends with kind of everyone. And I would literally change who I was based on who I was hanging around. And I wouldn't literally, you know, become like an emo person and like black goth. Like, but I just, I noticed the way that I talked and what I said. And it just, I noticed that. And I was like, why am I doing this? Cause I just reached a point where it was exhausting to just try to keep up with being liked by everyone. But I totally get that. I feel like now for me at 24, I'm in this place where I'm really confident in who I am. And I just am very open about my ups and downs and just things that I never thought I'd be comfortable talking about. It's so powerful. And I think having a platform too, like for you on Instagram, I mean, does it just feel like amazing for you just having this community of people that you get to inspire? Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing and it's hard to describe because I feel like you don't get it until you're living in, in that situation. Because yes. <laughs> when I was growing up, I never would have thought, you know, even like a thousand people would know who I am, let alone like 260,000. Like that's a crazy number. And, but it's also so amazing. And I'm so grateful, obviously, for everyone that supports me and what I'm, I stand for and what my journey is and everything like that. I'm very grateful. But it's also can be stressful sometimes just because you have so many people that look up to you and that are watching your every move, which again is amazing, but also yes. you know, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm posting the right things and saying the right things and, you know, just making them feel good because they really do not need another social media person who's just posting really good pics of themselves every day. Like, oh my gosh. They don't need that... more of those. <laughs> I know that makes me so, I mean, I just like, especially during this quarantine, I've been at home, which for me is always just less time on my phone. And I just, you know, am reading more books and I feel way more grounded and who I am. And 
what makes me happy. And I've just noticed like two days, I haven't really been scrolling on Instagram. And then today I go on and it's just like, oh my gosh, I just, I understand why it is so toxic sometimes. And mm -hmm. yeah, yes, everyone should post what they want to post and everyone has that freedom and that choice. But I mean, it's just like, there is this dark, like slippery slope of you can just get in that comparison cycle where you just feel like you're missing out or that you aren't good enough or that it's just like these unattainable beauty standards that half the people, no one looks like that. It's, it's crazy. But like you said, everyone can do whatever they please. It's their social media, but I just don't need to, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, add to the people yes. already doing that. I'll yes. just do my own thing and post dance videos and stick to my thing. I love it. No, that's what everyone should be doing. Just em empowering and uplifting each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would love to know your career has truly, I mean, I've just, like I said, I've been a fan of yours for so long. Your career is so incredible. And like you've been on the Ellen show, you've just been in like music videos, you've worked with like some of the best dancers, most well-known, most famous people ever. Have you in the midst of all of that, just had one of those crazy, just kind of like click aha epiphany moments where you're like, this is, I mean, it's happening. Like, holy, like, oh my gosh, whoa. Like when did I get here? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, just because I am so busy, which again, I'm grateful for. I don't want to come off like, oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm so busy working. Um, <laughs> no, it's a lot, but, but I can get it. You're grateful too. Yeah. Um, but sometimes since I'm running around so much and traveling and going from job to job and doing different things, it, it's hard to kind of like chill and look back at what I just did and be like, wow. Like that's, that's what I dreamt of doing when I was little. And now I'm like doing it and doing even bigger things um, than I ever dreamt of. But I remember for, for uh, example, uh, I did an American Eagle ad about a year ago, like exactly a year ago. So cool. And uh, my picture was in every American Eagle store in the world, in the world. Stop. I got pictures from India, like France, everywhere. What? <laughs> Which alone it, like in itself alone is amazing but I remember when I saw it for the first time I went with my mom and we went to an American Eagle and I was just staring at my picture and I just start crying so I'm like this is oh. so crazy and like also I mean it's obviously it's about me too and just my journey and seeing how far I've come but it's also about like the people that are going in and seeing that and and can be able to relate to that of course because I always go into stores and I'm like well that's great but I can't, you know, I don't look like that wearing that. So oh, <laughs> I'm yes. not going to buy your clothes. <laughs> um, so I think it's really going to help a lot of other people to go in and be able to see someone that looks somewhat like them or that they can relate to that's not quote unquote perfect. Um, so it was just a mix of both those things. Like me being proud of myself, <laughs> but also being like, oh, like it's going to help so many people. So um snaps yes queen okay <laughs> that's amazing because I, I felt the same way growing up and I I always felt growing up my forehead was my biggest thing it's not even big but I've learned to love it but when I was younger I just it was the I like I couldn't get over it I, every time I looked in the mirror it was just like boom and I'm like did it get bigger did my hairline go back further <laughs> And I always felt, you know, just when I was shopping at all these stores online, I was like, no one looks like me. No one has my forehead. 
no one has like my broad shoulders and like my, you know, buff. Like I just was so like, oh, well, there's no girl who looks like me. So, you know, I don't know. I, but for, that's just so powerful what you said, because when young people especially just see that and their brain makes that connection of, oh my gosh, wait, like, you know, this girl, Amanda, this other model, this model, I mean, I love the diversity that's happening now. And it's mm -hmm. like, there's people who are from, you know, they wear hijabs and there's people who, you know, are blind or don't have hair or just like are, um, you know, like quadriplegic. I mean, there's just, it's so cool though, because it's like, there's just no limits. I mean, I love how the standards are kind of slowly going away. There's no, you don't have to like be a certain age anymore. I saw a woman in Sports Illustrated swimsuit who was 68 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's just really cool. Yeah, definitely. There's been a lot of progress made towards being more inclusive and it's, yeah. it's amazing, but we still have a long way to go, but- I know. <laughs> We do. Um, so I would love to know, Amanda, if you had, uh, you could have lunch or dinner or just a coffee with your younger self or whatever age, was it 12, 11 or eight or 14, 17, where you were just in a hard place, you were struggling and you felt like you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, or you just felt like there's no way I can overcome this, what would you say to your younger self? Oh, that's so hard. This question always gets me. Because <laughs> honestly, I, I mean, I don't really know what I would say, but I'd probably just say something along the lines of, you know, things are more worth it when you have to work for them. And Ooh. I think that people that get things easily or without having to work as hard or, or go through something difficult, it's, they don't appreciate it as much. And so it's, it's a good thing that I had to go through so many, you know, people telling me that I'm too fat. I don't have the right body type. You know, I'm never going to work. If, yeah. if I didn't have all those people telling me those things, then I wouldn't have, you know, the movement I have, breaking the stereotype. I wouldn't have the career I have. And I also wouldn't value the experiences I've had as much as I do if they were just handed to me. So yes. I would just say that even though it's, it's very difficult right now and it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, I would say that it's there um, <laughs> and you just have to keep working and you, know, you should do whatever you're passionate about and whatever you love and that's dance. So keep yes. doing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I love dance and I've seen so many of your videos too. And you dance at, um, millennium dance complex and playground. I've been there bo to both places. Those are such awesome places. Oh yeah. They're yeah. I'm there all the time. I'm not now, obviously I'm staying home. Don't come to me. I'm staying home. They're not even open if I tried, I know. Um, but I'm there all the time. And they're two of my favorite dance studios. It's so awesome. I know. Quarantine dance. <laughs> Quarantine at home. <laughs> it's hard, but we're making it work. I know. It'll be over soon. That's what I keep on telling myself. Um, okay. So I love to ask this question. So with every guest I have on my podcast, I love to just imagine for a quick sec that this is a radio show. And let's pretend that teenagers from all walks of life, from all over the world are calling in like a radio hotline, asking questions. 
And what would you say if a teenager said, Amanda, I love you. You're my big, like biggest hero. I look up to you. I worship you. I, I just, I, I want to become a dancer. I want to become a model. I want to just be this trailblazer who's breaking the stereotype in some way. What would your best advice be? Um, I would say good. You should. Um, <laughs> we need more people that aren't afraid to be themselves and to be different and to take that risk of being judged and just torn apart pretty much. Um, but I would say that you should do whatever you want to do because, you know, 10 years from now, 20, 30 years from now, you're going to look back at where you are now. You're going to look back and think, oh, I wish I would have, you know, done what I wanted or tried modeling or tried acting or whatever you want to try because you never know what could have happened unless you try it. And mm-hmm. even if it doesn't work out for you, at least you can say that you tried it and you put 100% effort into it um, and you didn't give up because it's the worst feeling to give up on something and then say, oh, I wish I didn't or I wish I would have just pushed through and tried. Um, so I would just say to to do it and if you're passionate about it and you love it and you're ready to get criticized, yes, <laughs> I would yes. Say you should do it because there, there needs to be more people that aren't scared to be different. As yes. some people say. I love that. Oh, your energy is so contagious too, by the way. Like you're oh, just so positive you. and so confident. It's so cool. So, okay. Now it's time for rapid fire questions. So these okay. are just super simple, short, just like goofy, whatever comes off the top of your head questions. So okay. number one, Amanda, if you could be any type of junk food, what would you be? Oh, okay. Um, probably hot chips. I'm obsessed with hot Cheetos or Takis. So those are probably my favorite. And that's what I would want to be. Ooh, I haven't had hot Cheetos in so long. I like the big puffy ones. (laughs) I've never actually never had those, um, the flaming hot. I've had those normal, but I have to try them. Ooh, I mean, oh girl, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, second question is what was the most embarrassing moment that you've ever had? Okay. Um, it, it's funny now, but when I was, I think 14, I had just moved to LA and I went to a dance convention and one of the teachers like two, two years ago or a year and a half ago, I had assisted him at this convention and I thought he would know who I am. You know, it had been only two years. So I thought he would know. And he comes around walking and he's walking towards me. And we hadn't talked since the two years or whatever, but I thought, right. right. I was. So he starts walking towards me and he gets like, probably like this close to me, it's like about two feet away from me. And I go in to hug him and I hug him. And then he's like, Oh, Hey. And then he like keeps walking past me and I turn around and he hugs the girl behind me. And they're just like, what? The heck? No was, way. So pretty much I gave someone a hug that they didn't want. And he probably didn't know who I was. And it was very embarrassing. And that's still probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life. Oh, it was just the worst. Oh, whatever. I can't go back now. And he probably doesn't even remember it. So, no, it's all good. And you're just, you're spreading positivity. You were being nice. Yeah, being nice. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, and my last question is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I would say, oh, there's so many. Oh my gosh. Um, I would say, okay, I'm going to say two things. I'd say one, don't compare yourself to other people 
Um, mm. That's one I, I say all the time. And obviously I still have a problem with it. There's, I'm, I'm always going to have a problem with it because it's so easy and natural to look at someone and just immediately compare the two of you together. Right? Yeah. Um, but I'm learning to not, to not do it as much or to yes. not uh, put so much value in, in that. Um, and then also I would say this is kind of something that I – I didn't come up with, obviously it's been around forever, but something that I've really been getting into the past few years and I've been trying to say a lot. And it's just that I, I don't understand why people continuously try to change themselves for a society that's just going to change more. So like wow. 10 years ago, freckles were not cool. Freckles were like, no, no. No. Like, and and say, same with big butts, by the way, too. Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> everyone's like doing fake freckles and some people are like henna tattooing I'm like guys you realize in five years it's gonna be back to they're not the cool thing and so I'm like I just don't get why people you know dying there I mean I guess hair is different but doing permanent things to your body when a society is just going to keep on evolving and changing so stop changing yourself for a society that's pretty much never gonna um what am I trying to say it's never going to um like give you the okay like it's not like of course you reach a certain point or you look a certain way and everyone's like yeah if you reach the look you're perfect no there's always going to be something that people tear apart so of course saving yourself for people that are gonna whatever and it's you know it's really my mom came up with this because growing up I once again I struggled a lot with just body image issues and I felt like oh my gosh, I'm never going to be good enough. Or when am I going to be enough? Is it going to be when I lose 10 pounds? Is it going to be when that guy decides that I'm pretty, that I'm going to validate my own self? But she would literally call it, Megan, you're on the race to nowhere. Meaning mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's, it's like an infinity pool. You're like, oh, does this keep on going? And, yeah. it, do- and it does because you could get mm-hmm. like, you know, to each their own, everyone can make their own choices. But when you're doing it for the wrong reasons, like mm-hmm. you're, you're getting plastic surgery or work done or implants or anything because you don't feel good enough. It mm-hmm. just becomes this addiction of, oh my gosh, wait, now that I think about it, you know, my nose mm-hmm. also bugs me. And it's just when you're doing it in a form and in, in like a state of lack and that you're not enough, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. And there's always going to be something that people pick on you about. I mean, yeah. not that I'm saying they're the most gorgeous people you know whatever but people seem to think you know Kim Kardashian Kylie Jenner whatever are like kind of the standard yes and I'm like okay guys like they're, they're beautiful don't get me wrong like I'm not saying they're there's a problem you know it's their life they're great but people still comment you know oh whatever like you have an ugly face or what your skin's ugly. right like, you're still gonna comment about something and they've pretty much spent their whole lives trying to be the prettiest person and they're mm-hmm. still getting comments saying oh you're not pretty enough or you're ugly it's, whatever it's so sad so, no point there's really no point they're gonna no. pick on you regardless so you might as well stay yourself and be hated for who you are oh I love that one too I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for like who I'm not Ooh, that that's that's so powerful and I think especially LA, it's so amazing, but I think like I've been there for almost five years now and I've just noticed such a difference. And I'm so thankful I grew up in the town that I did grow up in because it's such a tiny town. And I mean, just LA in general, it's so amazing, but it's just, there's so many like just reminders or like things where I, you know, will be scrolling on Instagram or something will make me feel not good enough. And I have to be really self-aware of, 
okay, you know, what caused that? And then why am I feeling that way? And then, you know, what behavior am I going to follow up with? Like, am I going to go scrolling more? And it's just, it's like, it's kind of like a hamster wheel. And it's just good to be aware of, you know, when you feel triggered and to not make like just in the heat of the moment choices that aren't really for your Mm -hmm. best good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. So thank you so much, Amanda, for being such a amazing guest. Um, your story is so awesome. And I just, I wish that there were people like you when I was growing up, just like these badass, just, just killing it. And just such a reminder of, you know, like, what am I, you know, just like, oh my gosh, I can do anything. And just to get out of your own head and just to be like, I'm going to own it. And I don't know, your energy is just so contagious. Um, I would love to know for everyone listening, where can they find you on social media? Oh, yes. Um, my Instagram is Amanda LeCount, just like it sounds, L-A, count. Um, <laughs> and then, um, oh, the new thing, TikTok is just taking off. I know. Um, and that's Amanda underscore LeCount. And then I have a website, just AmandaLeCount.com, where you can pretty much find anything you want to know about me on there. <laughs> Amazing. And do you have any fun upcoming projects that you can talk about Ooh. or that you want to share? Um, well, <laughs> this quarantine isn't, isn't helping much. Um, I'm trying to think of anything I have super cool coming out. Um, I'm going to be honest, not really at the moment because due to quarantine, we're not able to film stuff and mm-hmm. we can't dance together and there's no auditions. Um, so I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, there's a big project coming yeah. out. <laughs> not everything I've done has come out already. You know, Lady Gaga came out like a month ago. Um. But that doesn't mean that there won't be anything in the future. You know, I'm still getting a few auditions and we're trying to find ways to do it from home. Yeah. So, oh, okay. (gasps) Actually, I do have something. I don't know if I can say what it is, but I did go on a show about a month ago and I think they're going to air it. But I'm not sure they can't continue shooting because I'm not sure, but I did film. So. I mean, we'll yes. See. Check my Instagram for updates because we'll see. We'll see. I love it. Everyone, check, follow <laughs> me on social media to stay tuned. Okay, Amanda, before you go really quickly, can I ask you who, like, I mean, when you were working with Lady Gaga, did you get to meet her? Uh huh. Yes. <gasps> she is like the most, I have nothing bad to say about her. She is just amazing. She has such a good energy. She's nice to every person in there. She does not, I've heard of a lot of artists and I've worked with a few artists that are just not rude, but kind of um, yeah. demeaning yeah. towards their dancers. Yes. Um, and she was just so grateful for us. And she told us the whole story about her whole album and she played us the songs from her album. Um, she was amazing and she's so passionate. Like she would cry after every rehearsal, just saying how grateful she is and how cool this is gonna be. And oh yeah, my she's, gosh. She's just amazing. She's so genuine. And it was really cool to see like the behind the scenes of making the video because now I realize that every single thing she's ever come out with has been a hundred percent her vision. Like if she doesn't like it, she changes it. So yeah. it's cool to look back now on videos, you know, paparazzi, Alejandro, and know that like that was her vision and she created that herself. And it was just cool to, to work with an artist that's an actual creative and, yes. and, the work in and doesn't just go shoot a music video that someone else made 
Right. They just show up and then they're like done. And that's, mm-hmm. oh, that's so, I love that. And that makes me so happy because I am such a fan of hers as well. And oh yeah. I just, she is amazing. Oh, I love hearing that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So thank you once again, Amanda, for coming on and you are such a gem. You are absolutely so joyful to be around. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Reaching New Heights podcast and remember to always strive for more. Thanks so much for tuning in. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast. I want to leave you all with this. Everything is happening for you, not to you.